talking on this last church without walls. It is important that we leave our mark out here. It is important that we let this neighborhood, this community know that Jesus Christ is the only answer. Oh, my brothers and sisters, one day you will become alive. One day you will become excited to declare the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Do you realize we have been born again? Do you realize we don't deserve it? Do you realize that we were destined to and really fitted for hell? Jesus Christ came and interrupted the, 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 the cycle of sin. Jesus Christ took imperfect people suffering. Jesus Christ came and took imperfect people and cleansed us and purified us. And all we can do is give him a patty cake. All we can do is give him a, a, a barely lifted hand and a, and a marginal shout. They do more at the baseball game. They do more at the basketball game. They do more at the Olympics. When we're talking about the king of every king and the lord of every lord and someone who has salvaged our lives. And there should be an explosive praise out of a grateful believer. Some believer give God a great praise here. Oh, believers. Believers. is not deserved the position we stand in right now is not deserved and because we have been born again doesn't make us secure to the point where we don't take time to pay homage to God just because you're saved doesn't mean that you're safe now and you don't have to give him the glory because you're safe is the reason why you have to give him the glory because you have been secured by his blood and his grace that's the reason to give him the glory. It is time for the Christian to come alive in these last days. These last 19 months have been something that has been horrendous. Last 19 months we've lost so many. These last 19 months we were put in a place of insecurity and instability. Last 19 months we have been sheltered in place in our homes and couldn't go out the doors. And Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. During those 19 months the streets were barren. The stores were closed. During those 19 months, we didn't know what was next. Lost loved ones and lost jobs. And God sustained us. Anybody grateful? And God sustained us. God kept us. And so we stand here. Well, they said we wouldn't be able to come back. But we stand here in face of the still looming pandemic to declare Jesus is greater than a pandemic. 
greater than a vaccine. Jesus is greater. Jesus is greater. Paul said this in the book of Romans. He said, for I am not ashamed of this gospel of Jesus Christ. What is the gospel? It is the good news. The good news of what? The good news that Jesus Christ has come and paid for every man's sin. The good news that Jesus Christ has come and paid for every man's sins. There's not a sin that's committed that Jesus did not die for. From the most heinous sin that you can think of to the smallest little infraction. There's not one sin in this life that Jesus has not already paid for. He took the consequence of our sins. He took it upon himself on the cross of Calvary. On the cross of Calvary. Jesus took the sins past, present, and future. Jesus took the sin past, present, and future and put it upon himself and crucified the sin past, present, and future to the cross with him. Crucified the sin as the scapegoat that the sin was laid upon and took outside of the city. So they crucified Jesus outside of the city of Jerusalem as our scapegoat. Hallelujah. And he gave us the opportunity to be reconciled back with God. He gave us the wonderful opportunity to be reconciled back with God. Are you hearing me, believer? Do not become so sanctimonious that you forget that it's only grace that keeps you day by day. Do not become so sanctimonious. It is only the grace of God that gives you privilege to stand before the throne of grace. It is the grace of God that's appeared unto all men through Jesus Christ that gives us access to the sonship of God. Are you hearing me? To those of you that are not born again, let me make this plain. Christianity is not a place of perfection. We are not perfect because we've been saved. We are forgiven. And we have relationship with Jesus. And the sins that he pardoned, we have determined we will not go back to again. I need to hear you not to say amen. God didn't save us for us to go back to the thing he saved us from. God saved us to take us out of the hands of the enemy, to take us out of the cycle of sin, and to take sin out of us. I don't apologize for standing out here on these street corners. I was out in Manhattan two nights ago and when I was walking through Times Square with the red steps and the Ferris wheel and, and all the activities, I heard a sound. I heard a sound and it was the sound of a young man in his mid-twenties 
with a microphone and a speaker turned all the way up and he's standing in the middle of Times Square preached the unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ and he preached it so hard without apology and as I stood there I was expecting people to walk away because of the level of the ministry that he had he didn't cut any corners he didn't pull any punches and the more he preached the more people came and he had a bunch of young people none of them over 30 a bunch of young people passing out tracks taking time talking one-on-one one-on-two -on -one, one talking to the people ministering bringing them to prayer bringing them to Christ bringing Christ to them and I sit out there in tears and then the Holy Ghost would hit him and he would bow down and speak in tongues and come back up again with more fire and I said Where, why isn't this the common thing why isn't this something that we as Christians are doing why are we so ashamed of this Jesus why have our mouths been closed? Why have we backed away from the responsibility of delivering this gospel to anyone who will hear it? Well, they don't want to be right. No, you don't want to minister. I'm not just going to cast my pearl before swine. No, you are afraid and ashamed of this gospel. And Jesus said this, if you're ashamed to own me before men, I will be ashamed to own you before my father and the angels. There are people driving past. There are people walking past. And no one's paying really attention to them. I understand that we're here celebrating. And we want people to see us worshiping. But once they see us worshiping, what good does it do? if we don't go and introduce this great Jesus that we're worshiping to them. Oh, very few hand claps and very few affirmations because it is laying the blame at our own feet, holding us accountable and responsible. Remember, Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Remember, he said nobody can come to the Father except they go through him. Remember, he gave us the command to go into all the world, preach this gospel. He said, go to the hedges. That's the low place. That's where men are at the lowest estate, hidden behind the bushes. Hedges and the highways. That's the highest pinnacle. That's the billionaire. That's the corporate executive. That's the dignitary. The hedges and the highway. And compel men to come. Compel them by telling them about the love of Jesus. Are you hearing me? It is our job. And why are we so remiss? Why are we so quiet concerning this Christ? It's a personal thing. I, my relationship with Jesus is personal. Personal? Are you kidding me? Jesus did this openly. His crucifixion was not personal. His crucifixion was for everybody. 
Are you hearing me? We get this relationship with God and then go personal. We get this wonderful grace and then go personal. We get this forgiveness of sin and then go personal. No! Jesus Christ needs to be held all down Nassau Road. Jesus needs to be heard in Western Beef Supermarket. Jesus needs to be heard at McDonald's. Jesus needs to be heard throughout this neighborhood. And it is our job to proclaim him. It is our responsibility to go to our homes and to our neighbors right next door. Right in the apartment building next to us. Right in the room next to us. And declare Jesus. Tell them about his love. Tell them about his care. Anybody? Anybody? The prophet Ezekiel said this. As God gave him this prophecy. He said, in Ezekiel 3rd chapter, he said this. If you see the wicked sin a sin and fail to warn them they will die in their sin but you will be accounted as the murderer they will die because you murdered them by not telling them the truth he said the blood will, I will require at your hand that, that, that's a Shakespearean colloquial King James term that says if the blood is on your hand you killed that person Hello? Yes, sir. Quiet now. Quiet now. Hey, hey, online, live stream. It's real quiet. It's because we have this awesome uh, responsibility and we don't take it serious. We don't want to get into Ezekiel because it lays the blame on us for the people that are dying and going to hell. Why? Because they didn't hear the good news from us. Why? Because we didn't open up our mouth and tell them. Why? Because we were ashamed of how they were going to see us. What they would think of us. If they would reject us. Jesus said this, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. So you don't have anything to worry about. If they don't want to hear it, they can't unhear what they've heard. You made it. They can't unhear what they've heard. Thank God for this. What is your name again, sis? Huh? Adriana. We met her yesterday at, at, at Grand Lux. Talked to her and a friend outside. And she's here with us today. Somebody praise God for Adriana. Took off work to come here. Hope your boss ain't watching. This is our job. Just like we talked to Adriana and them outside. She comes from holiness. Come, come right out of holiness. It is our job to reach out to them. It is our privilege to reach out to them. It is our joy to reach out. And to love on them. And to let them know that this Jesus Christ forgives sin. To this day in this 21st century. Jesus Christ forgives sin. In this 21st year of the 21st century. He's still a forgiving God. Yes, he is. 
no matter how pretty you think you are, no matter how righteous you think you are, sin is a reproach to any people. It is our job and joy to tell people about God's love. It is our joy to minister and even be rejected. It's a badge of honor when people reject us. Doesn't mean that they can unhear what they heard. Hallelujah. But I don't mind to be ridiculed for the sake of the gospel. He's worthy of it. He's worthy of it. I don't mind when people think about me because of my salvation and my relationship with Jesus. He's worthy of it. Jesus is worthy. He's worth people saying evil things about me. I don't mind because you can never unhear what I tell you. And one day in your midnight hour, you'll remember the words that will give you access to the only one who can help you. Jesus Christ. My beloved brothers and sisters, on this last Church Without Walls, this, these streets are prepared and ready for the harvest. These streets are prepared and ready for the harvest. Cleanse your hands. Cleanse your lives. Prepare yourselves to be used by God. Get rid of your secret sins. Get rid of your proclivities that are not godly. And let God make you ready to be used so that you could be a vessel of honor, fit to be used by the Master, fit to be used by God. Don't waste this time. Listen to me, everybody, as far as my voice can stretch. Time is winding up. Your life is important. Your life is important. God bless those young men across the street. Your life is important. Too important to waste. Too important to squander. Alcohol can't take away your problems. Drugs can't take away your problems. And when I say drugs, I'm not just talking about meth and cocaine and herb. I'm talking about the prescription drugs that you use to mask your pain talking not just to the sinner but to the saint that has secret hang-ups you can't mask pain you can't put a cover over it the only way to get rid of that pain of sin and brokenheartedness and depression is through Jesus Christ it's through Jesus through Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is everything that you need. You need somebody to counsel you? He's a wonderful counselor. You need somebody to father you because you lost your dad or never had one? He's the everlasting father. You need something that will cause your angst and your, and your anxiety to cease? He's the prince of peace. You need a true God. He is the mighty God. He is the mighty God. Hallelujah. 
He's everything that you could ever need. Listen to me. The reason why people resist is because the enemy tries to keep them back from a full and abundant life. Keep them straddled and saddled with sin. But I serve you notice today. Jesus Christ has his arms open wide. And he is ready to receive whosoever will. With no condition. You can come as you are. You can come broken. You can come hurting. You can come messed up. You can come to him however you are. Whore monger, you can come to him. Whore, you can come to him. No matter who you are. Gay, straight, you can come to him. No matter who you are. High, low, you can come to him. Male, female, you can come to him. He loves you. He loves you. Now hold on, Pastor. He don't love the gay. He loves you. Well, Pastor, that's a child molester. He loves you. Well, Pastor, they're a murderer. They killed their child. He loves you. I don't hear any of you repeating that here. Because it's kind of hard for some sanctimonious people to, to, to give this unconditional love message to people who you disqualify. Just because you disqualify them doesn't mean that God has. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, He loves you. Well, they've got an alcoholic problem. He loves you. Well, I've been molested and raped. He loves you. I've been I've committed abortions. He loves you. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Somebody scream those three words out. He loves you. Without condition. He loves you. Without judgment. He loves you. He loves you. Imagine such a holy God wanting so messed up of a person. Imagine such a holy God wanting me with all my luggage and baggage. Imagine such a holy God who wants to change my life and heal me of my brokenness and knows good and well that he has purchased a broken article and didn't discard it or take it back. He purchased a broken article. I was flawed. I was failed. He purchased a broken article. I was of no use. I was of no value. And he purchased a broken article. I wasn't righteous. Wasn't nowhere near right. And he purchased a flawed, broken, supposedly useless article. And then turned it into a treasure. Am I talking about anybody's life here? 
So, all I want you to know is he loves you. Those three words speak the volume. He loves you. Coming from off of his throne down to humanity to save broken articles. He loves you. But will he take me like I am? Now you got to change before you come to Jesus. Who told you that lie? You can't come to Jesus like that. You got to change. That's a lie. Whoever told you that is inspired by the enemy. That's a satanic lie to keep you away from the love of Jesus. He loves you. Well, he can't love me. I thought you said he can't love me because I'm gay. Are you kidding me? What does that have to do with the love of Jesus Christ? Satan is a liar. He loves you. The same love he has for the straight is the same love he has for the gay. He loves you. Danny, you saying that because you gay. No, I'm saying that because I'm delivered and I'm free. I'm saying that because Jesus Christ changes my life. I'm saying this because I, I encountered the love of Jesus that transforms. So for you religious people, you just given leniency. Yes, I am. Yes. Because the way is not supposed to be hard. You just make an exception for sin. Jesus made it. Stop it, people. Stop it. The love of God goes beyond anything. The love of God, let me give you this wonderful song. The love of God is greater far than any tongue or pen can tell. The love of God is greater far than any tongue or pen could speak or tell. It goes beyond the highest star. And get this, and it reaches to your lowest hell. That guilty pair, Adam and Eve, bowed down with the care of failure. God gave his son to win them. And then every erring child that came after, God reconciled and pardoned from their sin. Could we with ink the ocean fill and were the sky of parchment made? And if every stalk on earth, every tree on earth were a quill, and every one of us men, scribes by trade, to write the love of God above, you would drain that ocean totally dry. Wouldn't be enough ink to write about his love. You would drain that ocean dry. Nor could the scroll of the sky, nor could the scroll tell the whole, even if you told, stretch it from sky to sky. The love of God, how rich, how pure, how measureless, how strong it shall forevermore endure the saints and even the angels song this is the love of God oh shoot y'all 
this is the love of God. And I, I feel such a, I feel such an unction. And I think that there are people that are going to respond today. Some people need to come to Jesus and some people need to come back to Jesus. But no matter what category you fit in, know this, if you come to him, you're going to run right into love. You're going to run right into love. You're not going to run into judgment. You're not going to run into condemnation. You're not going to run into somebody pointing the finger and wagging at you. You're going to run into open arms and love. Why? Because God so loved. Stop there. God loved so much. God so loved the world. Not the church. The world. Not the righteous because there's none righteous. No, not one. The world. Not the holy because there's none holy. No, not one. The world. There's nobody righteous in themselves. There's nobody holy in themselves. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What kind of love is this? That whosoever would believe on him, whosoever, this, this qualifies everybody. This totally qualifies every and anybody that whosoever would believe on him should not perish. But you will have abundant life here and everlasting life with him. I'm finished. God is holding back the rain for me to finish. God is holding back the elements for us to finish. As you see these people walking up to the front, don't get scared. <laughs> They're just prayer warriors. They're just people that pray for you. People that love you people that don't judge you let me tell you something anybody who judges you harshly is not a Christian any judgment that we judge with have to be righteous judgments righteous judgments you are so loved by God no matter what has happened you could have been a criminal you could have a past record you could have committed crimes it doesn't matter Remember, the Bible had prisoners too. <laughs> the Bible had prisoners. There are people that went to jail. The Bible had prostitutes. The prostitutes that got converted, the Bible had them. Hallelujah. The Bible had murderers that gave their lives to Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not, the Bible's not full of just pure and perfect people. It's a story. The whole Bible is a story of jacked up people that found deliverance through God. David, you know King David? He was a murderer. Hallelujah. He was a murderer. He was an adulterer. Committed adultery. <laughs> but he was the greatest king of Israel. Not because of his perfection, but because of God's love. I don't hear anybody here. Saul, he was a murderer. He was murdering Christians until he met Jesus. When he met Jesus, he became one of the greatest evangelists that there are. 
God has never used perfect people. If somebody was perfect, he took them out of here. Enoch, perfect, took them out. Are you hearing me? And so today, he's not using perfect people. Today, he's using perfected people. People who are in the process that still have issues, that still have sin. Hey, listen to me. The God talking to you right now, I got issues. Ain't no lie. Y'all stop acting like preachers are perfect. Got issues? Got to pray about? Got to labor for God about? And God is just and God is loving and God is merciful and God is gracious and God is powerful, all powerful. And God has the power of grace and he gives grace to enable us to do what we could not do, to walk away from what we could not walk away from, to change what we could not change. His grace is sufficient. So to everybody listening, if you need prayer and want to give your life and your situations and your struggles over to Jesus and you're ready to receive the good news that Jesus loves you and let him transform your lives, beloved, beautiful people, no matter what you've done, he still loves you and rejoices over you. He still loves you and sings about you. Satan is a liar. Satan tells you, oh no, you can't ever be that. Oh no, they don't accept you. Oh no, no don't shut him up. And everyone that knows that you need prayer and need to give your life over to Jesus or come back to Jesus, I want you to raise your hand right now. Raise it up, raise it up, raise it up. Raise it. No, no, don't move, ministers. Don't move. Raise it up. Raise it up. Raise it up. Raise it high. Raise it high. Hallelujah. Look at these hands. God bless you, baby, back there. God bless you. God bless you in the pink and black. Bless you. Everybody that's raised your hand. Come on, Red Church. Everybody raise your hand. Come on down here now. Come on down. 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 Somebody give God praise. Somebody give God praise. Come on. That's right. Come on. Go love on them. Go love on them. There's a brother right here. Hey, where's my ministers? Pay attention. Different. Bless you, my brother. God bless you, man. God bless you, man. Bring him over with you, Alfonso. Hallelujah. Bring him over with you, Alfonso. Here's a sister right here. Here's a sister right there. Irene got her. Irene got her. She's got her. Hallelujah. Here's a sister right over here. There's a sister right here in front of you. Right in front of you. Right in front of you. Oh, okay, they're praying. Amen. 
Anybody else need prayer? Anybody else need prayer? Come on down, come on down. Come on down. If you need prayer, come on, come on. Look at all these wonderful souls. There's a sister walking down right now. Hallelujah. If you need prayer, come on, come on. We will pray to God for you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Here come some sisters right here. Here come some sisters right here. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus
anyone watching, if you gave your life, hey, thank you for the weather, Jesus. And anyone that's watching, if you gave your life to Jesus through this prayer, I am so glad I can't even express how glad I am. We're getting back to the root of this whole thing, which is the gospel and evangelism. It is reaching out to those who are hurting and lost, those who are broken and bruised, those who are that, are that are wandering in darkness and let you know the light of Jesus Christ has come. The love of Jesus Christ heals the hurt. The power of God lifts you out of your brokenness and puts you back together again. If you prayed that prayer with us and you've given your sin away and accepted the love of Jesus Christ, there are four words on your screen right now. There are four words. I prayed that prayer. Type those four words right now. And it will alert us. And our minister's department will get right back to you. And that will form a connection that will be unbreakable. Because it will be bound by God. I thank God for every one of you that received Jesus Christ. And we praise God for all of those back there right now.
give above and beyond. I want you to sow above and beyond what you usually do. So above and beyond what you usually do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, it, it, just give more than you've given. For this is our last Sunday. This is our last Sunday. It's time to go. Hallelujah. But I want you to prepare your gifts that are watching. Those of you that are giving by your smart device, do so in your time and your effort. 